Hmm. You're listening to Not Real FM, exploring transcendence through music and thought. I'm Youth, and I'll be bringing you a new format today. We've got first an hour of some wonderful hot new dance releases. Um, starting off on the mellower side today, with a few curveballs. <laughs> You can, you know, you're always going to have the curveballs. And then after that, we've got a wonderful ambient guest mix from Orograph, a, a synthwave producer, um, among many other styles, um, who has brought us a wonderful guest mix. And, uh, and I've arranged an interview with him as well. So I'm going to do uh, the mix and then the interview. And then back to another hour of the hottest new dance releases. Uh, the second block is some of the heavier stuff. So it's a bit of a choose your own adventure today. I hope you stay for the whole thing. That's what I'd do. We got new music from Sasha, Sonorette, Kieran J. Callanen, Bolum, Mr. G, Italo Johnson, Doss, Coco Bryce, 99 Jakes, Tencel, Blady, and many more right here on Not Real FM. Hope you're well. Weather here's been beautiful. Kicking it off here with a new one from one of my favorite acts, Mount Liberation Unlimited, with Deba Gungar. Deba Gungar. Deba Gungar. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're definitely one of my favorite acts.
Oh my, that's what's known as a wild one. Mount Liberation Unlimited. This song in their last EP, they're going straight for the dance floor. I feel like they have a, a, a foot in the live world and a foot on the dance floor, but recent focus has been these excellent dance singles. My very favorite. And we're going into a new one from Jonathan Casper. It's called Beton. This is the stripped down mix. The other mix is quite good. I was torn. This one's a bit more stripped down. Stay locked to Not Real FM. And transcend with us here.
Last one's new from Echo 2K. This is a new one from Sun of Red. It's called Ocean 93. Continue. Parallel du monde sans toi. Counting parallels, I'm, I'm not sure what that means. I'm a huge fan of this new Son of Red LP. Amorama. He's just laser focused on this chopping sound and uh, he is on to something. So check that out and listen to this here on Not Real FM. club label very exciting french uh, experimental dance label this is a new one from kieran j callanan and dummy it's called you are going to miss me when i am dumb stay locked to not real fm
one was new from Session Victim. It's called Guidance. Such a lovely one from Session Victim. I've been told I really need to see them live, and I'd love to. They've got a wonderful, I believe it's a, a bass and drum machine, Some, something like that. Really simple live dance rig I would love to check out, but listen to that recording. Just wonderful. This coming in now is new from Sophia Cordesis. Youth favorite. It's called Dakotas. It's out now. Get lost for a minute. Right here on Not Real FM.
Those brakes are outrageous. Oh man. Before this one, we had a new from Bolum. It's called Comfort Zone. Out now on Space Dust, it's one of the alien communication sub-labels. I just came across those folks from this release and whoa, check out Alien Communication. It's a wild act. They just have a, a new LP out and they did a full feature for it, the feature animation for it for Boiler Room's 4x3 outlet. Check that out. But this one, this one's new from Wife. It's called Warehouse Resistance. It's quite a ludicrous tune, I must say. That raw break a little bit ago. Oh my. Hope you find the warehouse in your mind right here on Not Real FM. Exploring transcendence through music and thought.
new from Mr. G. Stunkin' Forbes' very late night mix of Late Night at Monticello. And this is new from Forest Drive West. It's called New Day, out now on Liberty Sound. Outstanding label. They picked up this beautiful through line from dub to techno to other UK sounds. I don't want to misattribute them. Mm, so nice. Stay locked and enjoy. Not real FM.
a new one from Sasha. It's called Hundi. H-N-D-I, all caps. Always wonderful to hear that Sasha's still got it. The legend and the master. Saw him in Cyprus with John Digweed. It's good times. On the beach. It's during the daytime though, not not ideal, but pretty wonderful. And this is a new one from Rico Kazaza. It's called Longhorn. Forget the label it's on, but check check them out. You'll be on their Bandcamp if you're buying it. Sink in and enjoy here on Not Real FM.
All right, that's going to wrap up the first hour mix. Hope you found some new heat. Hope I uh, maybe took you to your destination in the car. That's how I use these. Just, just about gets me to where I'm going and home round trip, no, no matter what. It's a little NRFM tip for you. The last one was from Ike Release. It's called Guardians. This tune here I'm really excited about. It's called 14B2 or 14B2 from Italo Johnson. Italo Johnson. They really found a groove and just drilled down into it. I think there's a stripped version of this song that I, I almost put into. That one's quite nice. Check it out. Check out the whole EP, actually. It's a really, really nice release. But yeah, that takes us to the next segment, which is our guest mix from Orograph. If for some reason you need nonstop dance music, you can skip ahead to one hour 50 or so. But I hope you'll stick around. It's quite a lovely mix and an interview as well. So I've known Orograph for a while. He um, came around the event crew that I was working with a Noise Revolt. We ended up putting out, I believe, an EP and an LP of his. Maybe it was a single and an LP. Either way, was really blown away by his live performances. He was really able to um, deliver on some difficult to achieve sounds in the live context. And I've been following him ever since. That music was released under the name Takayo. Um, a few years ago, he, he changed the name to Orograph and kind of changed the sound a little too. It got a little dancier, synthier, drum machinier. And I've just been loving it all. So um, I reached out and was happy to find that um, he was interested in submitting a, a guest mix. I think he went for some ambient selections. I believe it's a mix of some of his original production and some of his favorite tracks, but I'm not not 100% sure. Check out his new LP. It's called Opacity Field. Um, It's really beautiful. I think you'll like it if you like Not Real FM. It's got these beautiful landscapes and um, wonderful lush pads. these skittering bass lines that kind of wander all over the mix and it's a really evocative record um get into that get into the previous record memory tracer just just check them out i don't think you'll be disappointed so we'll get right into the guest mix and then we'll have the interview after that enjoy orograph guest mix here on
listening to Dvorakraft's guest mix exclusively for
just that wonderful. Mm. Thanks to Orograph for putting that together. Just a beautiful ambient mix. brings us to our interview segment. Just to recap, Orograph is a wonderful music producer, live performer, and visual artist. You can find his work on all platforms. And he was gracious enough to sit down with us at, here at uh, Not Real FM for the first interview from the frontiers of Transcendent Experience and the people that produced them. I'm here with Orograph. Well, I'm really stoked to be part, and thanks so much for inviting me to come and chat. Uh, we'll get right into it here. What was your last transcendent experience? Um, you know, I feel like I have them pretty often when I'm just making music, kind of here in my studio. Um, pretty much any time I'm like working, it doesn't happen all the time, but I feel like most of the times when I'm working on a project, I'll get into like a very deep, almost med meditative kind of like state of mind. Um, and I feel like, it, like I really have to just be kind of like letting go and working on something that I'm really like I don't know not even not even like too excited about it just has to be like I just enter this meditation state and I, I don't know sometimes it happens um, without any effort or like not even really thinking about it and I'll just be working on a track and then it just like you know six or so, some odd hours will go by and I'm like oh crap I have to like stop working because I'm like not here in this physical space, you know? <laughs> wow. If that that's, makes sense. That's really beautiful. Yeah. I've, I've glimpsed that experience, but, um, I was just immersing myself in your last, last record and that's what it sounds like. Um, so that's really interesting to hear. Um, that kind of leads me to something else I was curious about. Um, I, I know that you use hardware a lot, not only in your um, production, but also in your in your live set. Um, do you find that lends itself to those kind of transcendent um, creative spaces? Yeah, sometimes. Um, it's just kind of like, um, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. It can definitely take me out of like whatever I'm working on. If like something is not working the way it should um, or like, I don't have a specific cable or, you know, something, there could just be an instance where I'm like, oh man, I wish if I was using like software or anything else, this would be a lot easier. Cause I wouldn't even have to think about this right now. Um, but once, once things are going and the energy's kind of flowing, I feel like y yes, in a lot of ways, a hardware setup, at least for me can produce that result where I'm just kind of, you know, going with the vibe and, not thinking about anything else. I'm just trapped in the music um, and working on what I have in, in front of me because I can see every machine and I can touch a dial and, and, you know, I'm kind of in that, in it with the hardware in my studio. Absolutely. 
That makes a lot of sense. Um, I was listening to your last record. Is it Opacity Field? Yeah, that's it. Um, and um, I was really struck by this sensation of um, of a landscape, and some some of my favorite music evokes that sensation, but not all of it. Um, I find your music does, um, particularly with the interplay of the pads and the bass line. Um, I think that pads are one of the sounds most associated with transcendence in music. Um, and I think that you've kind of mastered pads. Um, what do you listen for when you're putting together a pad sound? And what role do you think pads serve in your musical landscapes? Yeah, well, thank you, first of all. I, when I'm trying to find a pad sound, I'm most of the time when I'm making music, I'm just trying to find a cool sound, something that strikes me as like inviting and maybe like playful or something unique about the sound, like the sonic characteristics of like you know, whatever synth I'm trying to make a pad on or, um, you know, whatever. And, and not like most of the time I find myself just flipping through presets on synths. Like I don't, Sometimes I'll you know, I'll try to make a sound from scratch, but most of the times I'm just looking through presets, um, and then I'll find something I really like, and maybe I'll kind of like manipulate that sound or use it as an idea to make a new pad sound. Um, but pads are tricky because each song I feel like lends itself to a unique set of pads or strings that can kind of like go underneath everything, and it's it's really like trying to find. Um, I don't even know, like a like a singer for a specific track or something. It's like you, or like maybe finding like the perfect record or song that you would want to throw in a DJ set for a specific time of day in a specific venue. Um, it there's not like a a real clear cut answer, but I I personally really like my Super JX synth. I think that synth sounds really good for pads and strings, and it's it just has a really unique filter and envelope. Um, time and I think it lends itself to that sound and that that synth is all over opacity field yeah um, what do you think that link is between pad sounds and a feeling of transcendence I think just because pad sounds kind of evolve where like you know a transcendence transcendence experience or a meditative experience um, there is like that feeling of like a loss of time. And I think when you hear a really good pad sound there, you just, it takes you to that headspace where you're listening to something that just feels like it's, it's free form almost maybe like a cool abstract painting, um, or a, a photograph where you can't necessarily tell what's in it. And you're not sure like why you like these things, but they, I think it all can, connect to some sort of experience of, you know, feeling like you're without time or without objects. At least that's to me, like, and I think cer certain pad sounds can evoke certain like colors. Um, I'm not saying I'm like synesthetic or whatever. A lot of people associate like synesthesia and music. I, I've always thought that like certain instruments or pad sounds can have like certain colors or certain scenes that they paint in my head. I don't know why. Maybe it's from dreams or it's from tra meditation, transcendence, and just kind of your brain trying to connect those things together somehow. 
but I'm not I'm not totally sure. But I think maybe it's the evolvingness. No, that's that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's beautiful what you said. I hadn't thought about it quite that way. Um, and again, it, it does come through in the work. Um, now, on the other on the other side of, of, of those sounds, I think, is the... There's a lot of ways to describe it. Acid bass, envelope bass. I think you might use a 101, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I do. Those plucky bass sounds. That's another, another sound common to a lot of different kinds of transcendent music even you know from dub reggae to acid house to um synth pop um what do you think the role of that um envelope bass sound is in the in the kind of transcendent musical space um i think the sound like the sonic characteristic of you know maybe something like an sh101 or like some Eurorack sound, kind of like that rubbery bass sound. Um, people are drawn to it, but I think people really like the sounds of those instruments uh, because people use them back in like the, the 80s and 90s, uh, specifically in the 90s when a lot of these synthesizers, you could find them secondhand for like next to nothing. And I think it kind of started some sort of underground movement in house music where people were visiting pawn shops that didn't have that much money. And even until recently now, a lot of these synths are just stupid expensive. Um, but up until a certain point, I mean, you can still find stuff that's like pretty cheap, you know. Um, I'm always trying to find good deals. But I think that there's a link between like listening to something from maybe your childhood or a musician that you look up to and people trying to like, you know, kind of revolutionize those sounds that they've heard for so so much of their lives and put it into their music and I think it's just kind of this thing now where experimental music people are using hardware and they're using analog synths and especially like the SH-101 is in a lot of different recordings and different uh, songs and stuff like that and I, I just think it's kind of come, become this underground synth like the synth has its own subculture almost that makes a lot of sense those those links to memory you uh, employ texture not only in your uh, audio work but also in your your visual work, which is you know quite good. And I uh, I follow uh, you know visual creators that are are, are working in hardware Thanks. and are working in in After Effects and and the like. And you kind of burst right in and started coming out with stuff that was you know very evocative, very 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 moving visual work. Um, very quickly, it seemed. I don't know if, if you had been dabbling for a while, but um, again, both using quite a lot of texture. Um, what's the role of texture in your work? What do you think? What do you think it does for for it in the in the visual and also in the in the audio? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I feel like texture is something that I I don't necessarily. Like, I don't want to hear something that's, like, recorded too clean. Um, something that sounds perfect. I think I kind of grew up with a lot of bands that were making records. Like, you know, when I was a teenager or whatever, it's like every record sounds perfect. Um, and I think, like, there's something about when you hear a record that's not done perfectly and has little imperfections that kind of makes that experience of listening to that record like more your own because you can relate to it a little more you're like oh wow this person maybe made this in their bedroom with one microphone 
and the music's incredible versus having a record where there's a team of 30 people on it. It sounds perfect, but it's, there's not, there's not sort of, um, everything's edited. It just doesn't have like this life to it. Um, so I think I kind of apply that to like my visual stuff too, where it's like, I kind of like to go after like a dirty look or like a texture. Um, and just try to make something that kind of looks like interesting or like evocative, like you were saying, um, you know, but also you have to be careful because now there's so many filter options where it's so easy to just slap something on your work. Um, or like, you know, there's plugins where you can just get a tape saturation sound and nothing against that. But, um, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad that you, it's so easy to manipulate your work now uh, and, and make it whatever. I mean, I think as long as things are accessible yeah. to people, people are going to keep creating cool and unique things. But for me, I, I like texture. I like hearing things that sound messed up. Yeah. I thought it was really, um, really cool that you were offering, um, to run people's tracks through, through your reel to reel. Um, I know that, people could probably do that if they reach out to X or Y studio, but, but to just make it a, a service that's kind of off the shelf, I, I, I forgot the price that you listed, but I thought that was a really great way of, uh, making that kind of real authentic top tier tape texture available to, to the bedroom producer is a, a really cool thing to be doing. Um, thanks. It was $10 and it's, yeah, I, I have the, the machine right there. The Atari. So cool, man. <laughs> I know. I'm going to take you up on that pretty soon. I promise. Please do. Yeah. I want more people to, to do it. Cause it's not like, I think like $10 to me is, it's not like I'm, I'm not trying to make money off of doing it. Cause I think I could take all that money and put it back into like the repairs of the tape machine or whatever. Um, but I think it's, it's a, it's a small enough price that maybe someone who's like a really independent artist could could pay for and get something that they really like. Um, cause I see people charge for those kinds of services and it's like ridiculous. And it's like, you could probably get a similar sound by just putting a plugin on it. But I don't, I think it's cool. There's something fascinating about running it through the tape machine, doing it in real time and letting it hit a physical object. I don't know. There's something maybe tangible about it. I, I agree. And you know, I find that it, that it works and, I can't explain it either, but it's very, very cool of you. Uh, if I have a place to put links, I'll, 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 I'll put your contact link there so people can, can be using that service more. It's just so, so cool of you to offer. Do you believe in magic? Um, yeah, I think to a certain extent, yeah, there's like definitely possibilities within that. Um, I feel like I experience things that are magical to me like you know for instance just like weird synchronicities that will happen where i'm like that was probably a one in a million chance that this would sync up but it did and i think just is there a recent one i'm trying to think of one and i can't which probably makes me look like a like a poser it's challenging. yeah they're like that no yeah no, no, no they they are very much like that because it's just like it just happens and it's like almost like you can't believe it but then it's just like be, because it's like that just happened like that then it's like oh you just kind of write it off as like you know maybe a coincidence or maybe it was something <laughs> at work or whatever but 
Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, definitely, like, there are some forces, you know, that are at play or magical things that can happen and that you can't necessarily explain it. I, I always think it's just fun to, like, let that exist in its own plane and not even question it. It's like, okay, it's mysterious. Yeah, <laughs> I tend to approach it the same way. Um, my girlfriend, she really she really gets into the tomes and... Uh, she digs deep. She's she's shown me a lot of interesting stuff, but I I, I tend to just kind of let it be. That's really rad. Um, oh, here's one. So there's kind of different approaches to creating work. Um, one way to put it might be um, there's people that are kind of crafting jewels, and then there's people that are kind of like shedding skin and just whatever comes off them it's a reflection of where they are and then there and then there's people that are just crafting a perfect representation of what they want to say um do you find yourself more in one camp or the other or you know sometimes a bit of both or i feel like i'm definitely trying to like shed you know um especially with like music i it's interesting but like every time i make a record or something and i put it out there i don't really go back to it because I feel like that's a specific point in my life that I was like so focused on one thing. Um, but like life also plays into what is happening and how the record is made. And whenever I'm like done with it, it's just like, cool. I don't even feel like that I represent or I like identify with that anymore. So maybe that kind of goes into what you were saying about, you know, the idea of like shedding skin and like, essentially becoming new again yeah yeah i find a lot of um a lot of my favorite artists that are also prolific seem to kind of treat it that way um and you're definitely in that that category oh thanks um, yeah, that, yeah i don't know it's like it's just very it's it's strange like i feel like every time i try to write something like a record or like a compilation of songs i try to treat it differently and make like new ideas come out but then it's just it's such a cycle and it's such a thing like I I was watching a podcast or li listening to a podcast yesterday um, some friends were talking about how the creative process is like you don't it's like if you watch a biopic of an artist you know like for instance Bohemian Rhapsody it's like they always portray that an artist just sits in front of a piano and just like makes this masterpiece but it like doesn't happen like that and at least for me, and I feel like for a lot of my friends too, it's like a lot of it is just sitting and doing like the mundane thing of playing something over and over and over again until you start to like make progress and it can take a really long time. But maybe that's why I don't want to identify with it once it's done. Cause I'm like, okay, that's over. I've got to try to make something else now. Um, this is kind of a big one. Um, what, what do you transcendent experiences you know you've mentioned meditation dancing art sometimes conversation music drugs rituals stories um what do those experiences point to uh is there something that that feeling of transcendence is trying to tell us um another way to put it if the transcendent experience is a compass like what's the north that it points to that is a great question and i know What's really interesting is if you ask every guest this question, they're going to have a different answer, which I think is really interesting. But I, I personally think it's trying to tell you just to look inward more, to learn about yourself and explore yourself 
And I think through that, through those experiences, you can find empathy for other people. Um, I feel like those experiences are super healthy and humans are supposed to be creative and supposed to have experiences like that normally. But I think sometimes like in the modern society and world that we live in, it's so easy to forget to just kind of like let yourself go and have like these meditative transcendence experiences, which is probably like harming our society a bit. Like I would think those, you know, the more that you can, it's like I was listening to a podcast or a video of David Lynch and he was just talking about how every day he meditates twice a day and it's made him like the most creative and happy person in the world. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense to me because you're constantly expanding your mind, you know, and thinking and, and building things in your brain. And that's probably what we should be doing a little more of instead of, I mean, there's a lot of hate and horrible things that are going on, especially like within the last year. And I, I don't know, I wonder if people really stop to reflect on themselves and others. And they probably, I hope, I know a lot of people do, but I think that could, you know, happen a lot more for a lot of, a lot of people and be a positive thing. Beautifully said. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really well said. What do you think? Um, what do I think? Um, I think that's why I'm asking. Um, I think it has something to do with love. I think it has something to do with connection. Um, yeah. I don't know. Looking within is, is there. I think it has something to do with having everything we need inside. Um, that's, that's right there. You know, if it just takes a pad sound, you know, and like a phaser (laughs) and suddenly you're in heaven, then, uh, what are we fighting for? You know, something, something like that. Um, uh, if you're comfortable talking about it, what's your relationship to, to psychedelics? Um, I really like psychedelics, but I can't do them all the time because I mean, I think like it's, if I'm trying to be creative, psychedelics can kind of give me a new avenue to maybe like, for instance, if I'm working on an album and I have like a psychedelic experience in the middle of that, sometimes it can help me get out of a space where I was trapped thinking cause I can see it in a new way. Um, but yeah, I mm. haven't taken psychedelics in a really long time actually, but I've, every experience I've had has been positive. I've never had a bad experience, which I'm really thankful for. I've had really bad experiences on like weed, you know, but weed's not a very psychedelic drug. Right. I've heard a lot of bad edible experiences, way more than bad psychedelic experiences. Yeah. Uh, Every psychedelic experience I've had has been like extremely positive and just, I don't know. It's like, I always feel so connected to everything around me, which I feel like is kind of a universal experience and a lot of people have that and honestly it's like every time I've done psychedelics I'm like I wish more people could try this (laughs) I know it seems like they are which is so fascinating you know the the Michael Pollan book and the the trials and microdosers and it's an interesting time um yeah there's a lot of microdosing happening yeah yeah (laughs) um 
What's your dream legacy? Like when you think about, you know, you've got a body of work, you mentioned uh, wanting to release on vinyl. Um, you know, if you were to reach the end of, of your career and, and, and look back, like what, what's the impact that you would, would hope to have had? That is a wonderful question. Um, and I don't know if I think about it that much, but thinking about it now, I would be really happy if I just inspired one person to try to do something that maybe they're afraid to do. Because in my instance, I feel like the more I talk about making music and like my musical project, first of all, I like didn't, never thought I, I grew up playing guitar, um, never thought I would get into electronic music, but I think it's like kind of this story of like, if I can do it, I really think anybody can do it because my learning curve was like, I was horrible at making music, like really, really bad when I first started. And I think most people are, but I think there's a lot of people out there that are a lot more talented. Uh, I just put a lot of time into it and just wanted it. I wanted to like learn to make music. Um, so I would be really happy if I just inspired one person out there to like go and do what they want to do. Maybe it's photography, maybe it's design, uh, 3d art, whatever. Just, I think it's important to, if you have like something inside of you telling you to try something to just try it. Cause you have nothing to lose. Wow. Beautifully said. I, I really love that. Um, Oh, oh, do you have a favorite website? Uh, Google. Google's up there. Maybe Reddit. Reddit's a close second. Those are bad answers, but... Um, no, I know. It's, it's tough really these days tough. to find websites. <laughs> well, that, that's why I asked. Well, it's like, I don't, I don't know that I don't even, like, use the internet um, like I used to. When I was younger, I feel like I would go on these fun, web, or, like, cool websites like Arrowid or like random places just to like read on, re, read a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Now I just find myself like, okay, cool. I'm going to use the internet as a tool. I'm going to check my email. I'm going to go on reverb, maybe like make a, a purchase. I, I, if I need like a cable or something in my studio, but I haven't like really just gone on the internet just for fun in a long time. Yeah, I know. It's, it's really tough. Uh, hopefully we, uh, we, we, we put some fun things up at, at not dash real dot net. Uh, yeah, totally. we'll, we'll see. <laughs> uh, do you think, uh, this is kind of like the pad question. What do you think the, uh, the link is between reverb and delay and sense of utopia, sense of transcendence? Well, yeah, I mean, I think like reverb and delay, delay especially communicates like, it's almost like a very visual effect because you're hearing like, you know, these audio repetitions that are slowly fading out, much like you would have if you had like, you know, if you're really deep in meditation or had a transcendence experience, maybe experiencing like um, tracers in your vision. And so I think those two kind of correlate maybe to create the, an effect where it's just because I, I think delay is a very psychedelic sounding effect. I, I use it a lot, maybe too much, um, but it does have that like, I don't know, it just has a very like visual 
thing. And reverb's interesting too because it creates a spatial awareness, right? So like when you listen to music with reverb, subconsciously it's like you're you can paint yourself a picture of the room or the space that this song is taking place mm. in. And for me, it's like I like to use reverb in that way where it's like this is just going to be an infinite, I don't even know, like some weird space that has like crazy shapes and colors and stuff and use reverb and inject it into mm. music like that. But then everyone takes those effects and, and sounds and, and experiences it in their own way. So it's I don't know. To me, it's just a very unique thing, I guess. No, that's that's beautifully said. Um, I'll I'll send you a link. Um, I was reading up on how Laraji tunes his auto harp, and he was talking about reverb and delay, um, specifically reverb, and how um, monks would chant in caves because they found it helped them connect with the divine. Um, something about the way the voice is reflected just kind of helped them tap into that that experience um, and uh, I find it, it has the same effect with me uh, if, I'm, if I'm playing an instrument and I just throw on a little reverb it just helps me kind of get out of my head totally. and out of my body a little bit and just experience it kind of spatially absolutely um, but you, you said it beautifully um, yeah um oh here's here's kind of a big one uh do you think we're gonna make it make it in what sense i don't know it's it, it seems dire you know we got the climate change we got uh we got brinksmanship with china we got uh corporatism and cracking down on the homeless and rents going up and you know automation kicking in and yeah i mean think, man I I think I think we're we're all going to make it but it's just I don't know it's like it's tough because it's really it's hard to see into the future and be like like especially if you like you know if I turn on the news and look at what's happening there's so many negative things happening that it makes me feel physically sick and like I need to go and do something about it so a lot of the times it's like I have to distance myself just for like mental health, not see what's happening or like donate somewhere or do something proactive. Um, but I, I, I have a feeling like, I mean, anything can happen. Like there could be an asteroid that just kills us all tomorrow, which would be whatever, you know, but I have a feeling that hopefully things will work out and maybe they'll work out in a different way than intended. But I'm hoping that, we'll all make it. I'm hopeful that we'll, we'll all make it. I feel that way too. I can't, I can't explain or justify it, but I'm, I'm very confident that it's all going to be okay. But me I, too. Yeah, I, I can't point to anything that supports my conclusion, but <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, Absol absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah. me. Orograph, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Here on not real FM. I think the best place to find Orograph is at his Bandcamp. That is orograph.bandcamp.com. You can uh, contact him from there. And if you're interested in taking him up on that uh, wonderful uh, tape service, you can contact him at 
or a graph with two H's at gmail.com. That's A-U-R-A-G-R-A-P-H-H at gmail.com. Get in touch with Oragraph. Tell him how great he is. And uh, that leads us to the second mix of this edition of Not Real FM. This one's got some uh, up-tempo and up heat. I don't know, hotter, even hotter dance music. Um, it's hot, fast, loud, and very nice right here on Not Real FM. Stay locked and enjoy. Kicking it off with a new one from Bamba New. It's called Craig.py. I highly recommend this whole EP from Bamba New. It's called the Cascade EP. It's got a really cool um, package. They got this laser cut sleeve that interlocks with the design. Very neat. Hypnotic in a similar way that the tracks are, which I always like to see. So yeah, get lost with us here on Not Real FM.
from Adriano. It's called Veggie Space Trance 98. Off the wonderful, off the wonderful, more epic big room anthems for club use only EP. Got a bunch of cheeky trance numbers. Are they even cheeky? I think they're just trance numbers. This is What I Say, new from A-Vision, right here on Not Real FM. Oh, 
That was Look, new from DOS. I'm really excited about that one. I, I uh, somehow never thought that that mid-thousands kind of electro house sound would come back. But here it is in beautiful form, out on Lucky Me. I think there's one other single from DOS out on Lucky Me. Check those out. Check out her old stuff. I think, it, I think it's her. Excellent music. Rare treat, new music from DOS. And this one here is new from Omid16B. It's called Risk. Another song that just makes me think of uh, some kind of crazy party. I don't know who's playing this where, but I'd like to be present with them while they play it. As you are now here with me, Youth on Not Real FM. Enjoy and stay locked. And enjoy.
one's new from Amon Tobin. It's called Rise to Ashes. I believe it's off the forthcoming LP. There's a freaky horse on the cover. I believe it's going to be called How Do You Live? Excited for this new LP from Amon Tobin. It feels like a synthesis of a lot of the sounds he's been working on, even just in this one track. So look forward to that with me. So curious what his next tour is going to be like. At this point, he's released so much disparate stuff since his last tour. And he's got a top, the best visual show of all time. He'll probably do something stripped down. I, I think he might do something where, like, he does a, a Montauban festival where it's only child tyrant no probably figueroa into only child tyrant into a montobin into a two fingers dj set that's how i'd do it if i were him and this here's new from tensile it's called hegemony wonderful electro number here on not real fm Exploring transcendence through music and thought. Totally just talked over a shoddy mix. It's a little pro tip.
Uh, the first one was the, the first one was Ryu R H Y W. It's called Scanned. And the last one was uh, new remix by OK Lou. The rain- Rainbow, the Make It Double OK Lou mix. It's original songs by Blady and Mecha Talk. Quite a combo here. Lots of youth favorites there, man. Truly a not real song. 
And that brings us to this. It's uh, new from Arthur Robert. It's called Loyal. Lock in and enjoy.
That last one's new from Reptant. It's called Scatter Tech with K's wherever you want to put them. And then the last one was... Sorry, two ago was Scatter Tech. The last one was new from Color Plus. It's called Hotline. Color Plus, another outstanding producer. Prolific. It's a penchant for the album, which I have my bones with, but I'll slog through the album to pull out. Uh, in, in his case, maybe their case, um, it's about half good, which is impressive for a dance LP. Or half great, you know, it's all pretty good. Anyways, check out Color Plus. This is new from Baxter. It's called Tears in Rain, the Julian Muller remix. Get into it here on Not Real FM, where we're exploring transcendence through music and thought. Connect with us at not-real.net. beyond.
Yes. Last one was new from JKS called Fantasy Parts, Pavel K. Novalis' remix. That's out on Molecule. Good label, great release. Check it out. I mean, it's a great label. They're French hardcore. Some of it's a little much for me, but definitely check it out. And then that last one was new from UFO. Francis Inferno Orchestra is in the mix there somewhere. It's called Rebuild, Recharge. And that brings us to this one from Coco Bryce. It's called The Mad One. And you can hear why. I'll let you do that now, here on Not Real FM.
All right, that just about does it here. This is new from 99 Jakes. It's called L'Amour Toujours, obviously a cover. Joining the ranks of the Murder Club version and the Fraxium version. Um, it seems the whole scene is making their versions, and I love it. Someone's got to make a mega mix. I will play it. Come on, what is this bass? Wait a minute. Oh, so good. And we'll go out on this new one from Ascendant Vierge. It's called Petit Soldat. It's one of my favorites I've heard in a while. Check out the video. It's unbelievable. Track list will be up on SoundCloud as always. All right, enjoy Petit Soldat right here on Not Real FM. here thank you so much for listening really appreciate it let me know what you think of the format if you are hearing this and yeah check us out not-real.net we got a little discord i got a couple other things up on the site check out orograph endless gratitude to orograph for for being the first guest to deal with uh, my first ever interview it was fun. I'm excited to do some more. Good times. Thank you for listening again. Tell a friend. Um, we're not on social, so 
We rely on you. And me, I guess. So thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed exploring transcendence through music and thought right here on Not Real FM. FM, exploring transcendence through music and thought.